It's midweek. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL KCRK. When your vehicle is involved in an accident, you want collision repair performed by highly trained experts. Since 1984, Carey's Auto Body has been your specialist. We handle the complete repair process to get you back on the road as quickly as possible. Carey's Auto Body works carefully with your insurance company to repair your vehicle to before accident condition. Carey's Auto Body, 1101 South Main in Colville. Log on to careysautobody.com or call 509-684-2580. Well, the Washington State Legislature, they are working on a number of gun-related bills. This week, one of them is House Bill 1178. It repeals the statute that preempts local jurisdictions from adopting laws relating to firearms, provides that nothing in the chapter of law governing firearms modifies or limits the power of a city, municipality, or county to adopt laws relating to firearms that are in addition to or more restrictive than state law. It removes the provisions that limit local regulation of firearms had been scheduled for yesterday as a public hearing in the House Committee on Civil Rights and Judiciary. We talked with Cam Edwards, Second Amendment Foundation, on this topic, starting with the response to comments from the President, Joe Biden, this week. Biden's comments about self-defense and teaching cops to shoot to wound and you need F-15s to take on the federal government. I don't know why Biden, by the way, is so obsessed with gun owners taking on the federal government. I would prefer that he maybe think about ways to rein in the federal government as opposed to, you know, obsessing over Americans trying to take it on. But I'd say that's probably the big story of the day is that Democrats, again, keep trying to denormalize, delegitimize and criminalize a fundamental civil right. And there are tens of millions of Americans who say, no way we are standing up for what our forefathers have fought and died to defend. We and our rights aren't going anywhere. Most states around the country have what is called a firearms preemption law in place. And that simply means that it's the state legislature, for good or bad, that sets a uniform policy of gun laws across the state. Because whether we're talking about laws that respect the Second Amendment or laws that that don't really respect the Second Amendment, it's at least easier to have one standard to follow as opposed to this sort of patchwork quilt where every municipality has their own ordinances on the books. As far as gun control advocates are concerned, they love the idea of these local gun control measures. It's difficult to challenge them all because it's hard, it's expensive to file 50 or 60 different lawsuits taking on different gun control measures. But it also makes it legally more dangerous to exercise your right because you're supposed to now know the laws of every municipality as you drive through them. So a couple of years ago, Colorado Democrats scrapped their firearms preemption law, and we've already seen municipalities in the Denver area try to pass gun bans, open carry bans, bans on concealed carry almost everywhere. And this seems like an attempt to do that very same thing in Washington state. Will you see a number of state or a number of localities in eastern Washington pass their own gun control laws? No. But Seattle, the Seattle suburbs, Tacoma area, yeah, a bill like this, if it's approved, could make life much more difficult for folks trying to exercise their Second Amendment rights in Washington. From the gun control advocates' perspective, they would say, 
We want to give localities the tools they need to protect the public. But what that really means is we want to let them pass their own local gun control laws that are going to infringe on the rights of residents. This is a Second Amendment issue because it really doesn't matter, quite frankly, if it's a federal gun law, a state-level gun law, or a local ordinance. If it's unconstitutional, it's a violation of someone's rights, and it can't stand. I think this is just one of many bills either from the legislature, Attorney General Ferguson, or Governor Inslee, that will be coming before the legislature this session. We'll keep you up to date. We'll be watching on those bills that will affect your Second Amendment rights. Sandra's Furniture is taking a page out of Canada's book this year with Boxing Day sales throughout the store. Saunders is bringing in the new year with new styles, savings, and selections from the World Furniture Market. It's out with the old and in with the new, so to speak. It's the January clearance sale going on now through January. Save up to 75% off on select items that have got to go. Look for the yellow tags now through January at Saunders Furniture. The Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, they'll be conducting their annual statewide wolf count that January 23rd through the 26th here in eastern Washington. So you might be seeing helicopters or small planes circling in your area. That is likely going to be the reason. Hi, I'm Stacy Lehman with Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. We get a lot of questions at WDFW from members of the public. Recently, we were asked what kind of work is going on in the area. Currently, we are conducting our annual statewide wolf count, including in Northeast Washington. Each year at this time, our wolf biologists spend a lot of long days and some nights in the field tracking wolves and checking game cameras in order to get an approximate idea of how many wolves we have in the state. We also use a helicopter and small plane on occasion to do these surveys and capture and call our wolves in some areas. WDFW wolf biologists will be doing that helicopter work in northeast Washington coming up from January 23rd to 26th. So if you see a low-flying helicopter or small plane circling at low altitude, that is most likely why. This work will take place in the mountainous areas within Stevens, Ferry, and Ponderay counties. Information gathered from these aerial efforts, as well as on-the-ground counts and observations from members of the public, will be compiled into an annual report that will be released in April. We'll share that information here when the report comes out, so keep listening. In the meantime, if you have questions for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov, or you can call 509 563 5495. We'll pick one question a week and answer it on the air. And please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There'll be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. And if your name is drawn, you can win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. Tune into the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Question of the Week. Email your questions on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to communications at dfw.wa.gov. Or you can call 509-563-5495 and leave us your question. We'll answer one question every Wednesday. 
experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. Lawmakers in Olympia again considering legislation to help school districts address their maintenance needs. Kimberly Wirtz has the details. Senator Mark Schessler's bill would allow districts to save 2% of their budgets for future building repairs. Oftentimes, poorly maintained schools lead to bigger costs and bond issues that are paid for with debt. This bill said let's have a voluntary locked-in savings account and pay cash for little repairs before they become big repairs. The Ritzville Republican says the measure has broad support. I have not heard from a single school administrator or director that doesn't think this is a good idea because two important reasons. It's voluntary, and second, it is a secure lockbox that it can't be frittered away. The Senate easily passed an earlier version of Schessler's legislation, but it died in the House. He's confident it will get across the finish line this year. I'm Kimberly Wirtz. Also going on in Olympia, people who live near a planned sex predator home in Thurston County, well, to say the least, they are outraged. A state senator who represents that area says they should be outraged. Tracy Ellis has that report. Senator Drew McEwen says neighbors of the Tenino area homes slated to become housing for convicted sex predators considered likely to reoffend are right to be concerned about their safety. This whole process is yet another example of state government kind of operating in the dark and not letting people know what's going on, especially with a situation like this that is volatile in its own nature. It's understandable how upset the people are. The Shelton Republican says when a project like this is foisted on a small community, it shows state agencies are not interested in the burdens they place on neighbors and the surrounding area. It doesn't sound like the RCWs were followed to the T, and if they were, I don't think the intent of the law was followed. So there's a lot of questions to be asked here that need to be answered by the state. McEwen says the people of Tenino and Southern Thurston County deserve answers and to know how the state plans to protect them. I'm Tracy Ellis. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. Well, we've gotten through the wild card series of games in the NFL. Of course, the Seattle Seahawks eliminated by San Francisco on Saturday. Uh, really, we still want to talk about Pete Carroll because at his core, he is still a defensive coach and uh, it pulls on him hard at times. He oversees the entire Seahawk operation, but still really prides himself on defense, the ongoing struggles, the inconsistency by Seattle on that side of the ball for several seasons, really gnawing at Carroll. 
which is why Pete Carroll was quick to take ownership of Seattle's overall defensive issues following the playoff loss uh, Saturday to San Francisco. He says if Seattle intends to close the gap with the 49ers in the NFC West, improvement on defense must be at the forefront and will likely be a focus this offseason. Well, talking about the offseason, come NFL draft time, Seattle is in an excellent position to fill holes in that draft. Well, the wild card, uh, wild is really what you could say for about all of the games. Dallas beating Brady for the first time in the seven-time Super Bowl champion's career, winning in the postseason on the road for the first time in 30 years. Well, that gets Dallas playing at San Francisco. They'll be facing the 49ers in the NFC Divisional Round on Sunday. The Cowboys had dropped eight straight playoff games on the road since winning the NFC Championship game back in 1993. Well, the Los Angeles Chargers... They blew that 27-0 lead at Jacksonville, that allowing uh, Trevor Lawrence to atone for a four-interception first half with a four-touchdown second half. He got the huge assist from uh, a uh, Charger player, Bosa. He threw his helmet after arguing that two flags should have been thrown on Lawrence's last touchdown pass. And that resulted in his second unsportsmanlike penalty, and it moved what turned out to be a decisive two-point conversion from the two down to the one-yard line. Seahawks... uh, of course, we don't want to forget, they, they led at the half, 17-16 at San Francisco. And uh, then the second half came. And a variety of things. One, San Francisco was not happy when uh, Debo Samuel's uh, injured left ankle got grabbed on a tackle a 21-yard gain on the 49ers' opening drive of the second half. The fired-up 49ers responded to what they say was a dirty play by scoring the next 25 points. Well, that put San Francisco cruising to a 21-23 win after the Hawks led at the half. In Buffalo, all Miami's rookie head coach had to do was call a quarterback sneak on a fourth and a foot at midfield with two and a half minutes left. The Dolphins were driving for a game-tying field goal, but a lot of confusion, didn't get the call in on time, didn't get a timeout, called delay of game flag. That pushed the Dolphins back five yards. They failed to convert. The Bills chewed up the rest of the clock. Ended up a 31-34 win for the Bills. 
And after defeating the Los Angeles Chargers in a wild card matchup last weekend, Jacksonville Jaguars head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in the AFC Divisional Round Showdown. Jacksonville stunned the Chargers Saturday by rallying from that 27-point de- deficit. Won the game 31-30. Jacksonville, Kansas City, will have it on 92.1 KCRK Saturday pregame at 11.30. Oh boy, last night didn't go well at all for the Colville girls in basketball. It was Freeman 52, Colville 27, Olivia Ortner. She had high point honors for Colville with 10 points. In boys' action last night, Freeman defeating Caulfield 75-46. Kobe McAvoy, the only hawk in double digits with 10. Well, coming up this Friday, it's going to be Riverside. We'll get underway about 545. That'll be Friday on 92.1 KCRK. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by the R.E. Lee Shoe Company. They're running a 20% off sale on all their great name brand clothing. Check out the clothes while you're there. Check out the great shoes, the boots. R.E. Lee Shoe Company, first in Maine, beautiful downtown Colville. Good chance we're going to see a few snow flurries, probably some rain too. High temperatures today, uh, not too bad at all, 35 degrees. The snow level at about 2,200 feet. So if you're up in the hills at all, you're probably going to find snow. Rain turning to snow overnight, a low of 27 tomorrow. Expect some fog tomorrow morning, 37 for a high, 21 overnight. Patchy fog, mostly cloudy Friday, 32 the high, 24 overnight. On Saturday, 40% chance of snow, 32 for a high, 17 for a low Saturday night, 14 the low Sunday night. 18 the low Monday night, 32 the high with cloudy skies on Tuesday. Not that bad, a fairly mild winter once we got through that uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day snow that came down. But um, you know, winter is a far cry from being over. Be safe. Make it a good Wednesday, midweek Wednesday. Eric Carpenter with you on KCVL, KCRK.